Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig for details. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Elizabeth Dutton. Saren. Damn glad to see you. Uh, me too. I'm glad to see me too. I got, I got a question for you if you yeah. got a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what's ridiculous? Yes. Oh. Known what? for its signature velvety smooth texture. Are you just going to come right at me with it? <laughs> that's whipped 3,000 times. Uh-huh. Just like you. Craft <laughs> Real Mac. Craft <laughs> Real Mayo. Uh, oh, yeah. Today announced the drop of the quote, Smooth Lovers collection. <laughs> In partnership with Juicy Couture. Mayo is for smooth lovers. The iconic and beloved lifestyle brand. Of course, yeah. The exclusive collection provides a delicious dose of nostalgia with the most velvety smooth collab (laughs) yet. It's mayonnaise and Juicy Couture. I have to thank Talvi, who sent us an email about this. Thank you, Talvi. Thank you, Talvi. (laughs) Um, Here's the thing. Please. uh, the uh, limited edition collection includes mm-hmm. a deep blue plush velour tracksuit with smooth taking the place of the iconic juicy design <laughs> on the on the rump, Zarin. <laughs> and here's my favorite part. This smooth, is just amazing. Smooth on a person's behind. And white velour tube top uh-huh. featuring mayo couture, <laughs> <laughs> each dripping with blinged out embellishments. Dripping? Mayo. Okay. <laughs> the, the mayo people are wearing it. So, yeah. Wow. Craft, real mayo, and juicy couture. I just hope that the people at the Mayo Clinic get a bunch of this. <laughs> Once it goes to, like, you know, it's like at, the, at the Salvation like Army, they can say, swoop up and just be Once like, it's gone from, like, Ross to then it gets, they can't sell it at Ross. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to send yeah. it to the Mayo Clinic. But, yeah, exactly. Before they send it to, to like, you know, the... The uh, global South. I think we should you know, get it to the Mayo Clinic. Well, do you know what Bailey Schaefer said? What did Bailey Schaefer say? Bailey Schaefer, senior management <laughs> manager of brand partnerships at Authentic Brands Group, owner of Juicy. Yes. Velvety smooth DNA is something that is important to Juicy Couture and Craft Real Mayo, making this partnership an unexpected yet natural fit. 
He got paid to say that. I guess. <laughs> I hope. I never wow. want to hear velvety smooth DNA ever again. <laughs> Seriously. Thank well, you, did you know? Okay, Dad. so like you could purchase it exclusively at mayocouture.com. Oh. For 150 bucks. Wait, I'm writing this down. Yeah. Go on. With sizes ranging from extra small to extra large. I looked because I was going to get you one mm-hmm. in an extra small. Mm-hmm. And it's over. No. Yeah. If you click on mayocouture.com. Yeah, I'm clicking right now. (laughs) It comes up uh, with a big smooth on the rump. Oh, I see it. Yes. And then it says the smooth lovers collection has ended. (laughs) So, sorry. So, I'm stuck with Virginia's for lovers collection? Sorry. Whatever. Smooth. Wow. Well, Elizabeth, that's kind of just uh, Show's over. Wadigwe is quime. Now I'm all smooth brain. <laughs> no, right? Just, Welcome to my world. Oh, man. Well, if you got a second. Of course. I, I think I, I can still pull this out. Uh, I've got a story for you. Yes, please. It's mad ridiculous. I like mad ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you know, we cover a lot of con artists on this show. Uh-huh. Right? And this one, he's kind of in a league of his own. Like, this dude, he is, quote, the greatest footballer never to have played football. <laughs> Yeah. Never? The Brazilian soccer legend, uh, Buffalo Gil, he once said, and I quote, I think he's the only person on the planet who for 26 years played football without putting on a pair of boots. I don't think he ever went on the pitch. He signed contracts with many clubs, but he didn't touch the ball. He didn't even know the ball was round. (laughs) What? Yeah. This is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free and 100% ridiculous. you damn right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Elizabeth, this dude reminded me of your guy Attila Ambrus. Oh, yeah. The uh, drunken oh, the hockey guy. ice, uh, mm-hmm. ice hockey player who's not good at ice hockey, right? but yet he was a professional. Right. You'll notice broad brushstrokes of similarity in this story. Okay. I thought you'd enjoy this one because I know how much you like soccer and yep. Brazil and the sure. beach. All sure. that stuff, right? I like everything, really. What do you know about the uh, Yogo Benito? Everything. You ever heard that term, Yogo Benito? A million I'm times. I'm pronouncing I very poorly. No, I have my no Portuguese, idea what you're talking about. As you'll note throughout this, my Portuguese is abysmal. So just keep that in mind. But Yogo Benito is, uh, in English, it means the beautiful game. Oh, okay. Now, does that sound familiar? That sounds familiar. Okay, I, I figure, yeah. So Pele, the soccer legend, he gave us this expression, and it is a nickname for football, the beautiful game, mm-hmm. right? Now, the ambassador of soccer, Pele, he's a personal hero of mine, R.I.P. the king. Yep. In 1958, in his first World Cup, the first one Brazil ever won, mm-hmm. Pele was 17 years old. I know. Isn't that insane? Little baby. You know, yeah. And he scored two goals in the final, guaranteeing victory for Brazil. That, By the way, at the time, Pele was the youngest player to ever play in a final. Youngest player to ever score in a final. Both records still stand. Yeah. Like, my dude Pele, he's, you know, we all know, best ever, right? But he's also, he was a Brazilian. And Brazilians are known as the best ever, pretty much, mm-hmm. in soccer. If not the best, among the greats, we'll say. Yeah, don't, and, don't tell the Brits. Yeah, on the national soccer stage. <laughs> And now they, they, the soccer fans, you know, they attribute this one quality called Jinga, right? Which is like the, the, the dance, the, the life in the soccer, right? 
right, is this indescribable quality the Brazilians generally possess, right? Jinga. It is how they move, how they express themselves, how they relate to the world of others. Mm -hmm. And thus it shows up in their soccer, right? Yeah. Now, if you're a Brazilian kid growing up, looking up to heroes, the footballers are it. You know, that's just like the thing in Brazil, right? Now, this brings us to the hero of today's tale, Carlos Enrique Raposo. Mm. I make it a little more Spanish than it is. Anyway, <laughs> born in April 63, he comes along just in time for a peak moment in Brazil's soccer history, right? This dude, Carlos Raposo, he, uh, you know, he is a devotee of the Brazilian national team. And the Brazilian, do you know their nickname, the Brazilian national team? Mm -mm. They are known as Canarinha, which means like a little, little canary, right? Okay. And Little Canary is this graceful, darting creature, and it moves so beautifully, and you're paying attention to it, and then it's like, oh, and then it scores again. Goal! <laughs> it's the nimble. Right? That's like what the it's like playing team. Brazil. All right? So in the history of FIFA, Brazil, it has been the most winningest, the most successful national team of all time. They won the World Cup five times. Mm -hmm. They've won it on four different continents. They Let's see. They won in South America and Chile in 63, or 62, rather. That was Pele's second time winning after 58, where they won in Sweden. Then they won in Asia in 2002, more recently. And then they also won twice in North America, once in Mexico City and once in the USA in 1994. Right, yeah. You were around for that, right? Kind of. You were in California for the World Cup in 94. Not I think that you I was the... about 78 years old then. Okay, so you remember the fever? Yeah, I've had fevers before. <laughs> okay. It was a it was a new experience for America to have World mm -hmm. Cup fever at that time. We've gotten a lot better about it yeah. since then. But, uh, you know, everyone else in the world knows that little dance that Brazil's going to do when they score in your face, right? Oh, right, yeah. Then this is the dream that my man, Carlos Enrique Raposo, grew up wanting to become a part of. This, sure. this, this swagger, this inimitable style that is Brazil. And mm -hmm. he wanted to embody that. So what does he do? He decides, oh, I'm going to go. I'm going to get good at soccer like some of the other kids. And he gets good enough that he's on a professional club's youth team at the age of 10. You know, that's really, really yeah. accomplished, right? Yeah. So he's pretty darn good. Later on, a friend gets him a tryout and he goes and he competes for uh, a spot on one of Rio's big four teams on the youth league, right? Mm -hmm. Around the same time, he earns this nickname that will stick with him for life. The nickname? Kaiser. So he becomes Carlos Kaiser. Now, Kaiser, like why Kaiser? Is it for the Kaiser role? You know, the delicious <laughs> Kaiser role? No, no. Is it for the Kaiser of Germany yes. or perhaps the Tsar of Russia? Or if you want to be historical, Augustus Caesar, Caesar right? Mm -hmm. The original. Now, interestingly, bringing up Augustus Caesar, I think once you caught the Roman emperor up to speed on a few things, like you explained to him, airplanes, the internet, the continent of South America. Mm -hmm. And once you explained <laughs> to him soccer, the game of soccer, I think Augustus Caesar would have been a big fan of Carlos Kaiser. Probably. Do you know why? No. Because what he did for their family name, Elizabeth. Oh, okay. Well, not really the family name, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Carlos Kaiser basically did the same thing that Augustus Caesar did. He took the power of a story and he used that to win the game that he was involved. In this case, the beautiful game. Caesar, it was, you know, imperial games. Mm -hmm. But always the power of a story. So, anyway, Carlos Kaiser. He earns his Roman nickname as a kid because... There's this legendary German footballer of the day, Franz Beckenbauer, right? And this dude's nicknamed King Beckenbauer, or in German, Kaiser Beckenbauer, right? Yeah. So this guy, Kaiser Beckenbauer, he becomes somebody that all the kids knew about because he's just an epic player. He played for, at the time, West Germany. He was a sweeper. So they were just like, this guy's the, you know, the bee's knees, as you would say. <laughs> yes. So, and then in Raposo, in Carlos Kaiser's language, I will quote from him, he says... 
Kaiser was given to me because other players compared me to Beckenbauer. Kaiser, the king of German football. The Pele of German football. They, not me, thought that the way I played was similar to Beckenbauer. I didn't give myself the Kaiser mantle, the Kaiser title. They made it up for me because I had something. See, he was given a nickname. He didn't try and create a nickname. Why are you looking at me like that? I'm not. Uh-huh. Not. <laughs> Just, you know. I'm sitting here facing the wall, like <laughs> always. <laughs> well, some of his friends recall this uh, appellation giving time a little differently. They're, oh. like, they're like, that's not why we called you Kaiser, bro. And he's like, that's so apparently, from what I've discovered, is some people called him that because there was this beer called Kaiser, and he liked it a lot. Oh, so he dear. drank it a lot. Hey, Carlos Kaiser over here. Oh, no. You're like Bob Budweiser. <laughs> no. But uh, apparently that was also maybe not exactly the story. Some people, other friends said, oh, no, it's because he looked like the the bottle had a really distinctive shape. It was this low squat bottle, like a <laughs> bohemia. So they're like, yeah, that looks like you, man. We're going to call you that, Carlos Kaiser. <laughs> anyway, Carlos Kaiser. King Carlos. That's plays, how he gets his name. He plays with the guy Jimmy Night Train. Yeah, exactly. He's like, no, they just say that because I run so fast. <laughs> All right, Stevie <Jimmy>. St. Ives. <laughs> so at 16, my dude Carlos Kaiser, he gets a tryout uh, for a Brazilian professional club, right? Mm -hmm. A scout spots him and he's like, oh man, now the scout is there to see some other player. But he notices that this one athletic striker, really tall, the kid with the memorable nickname, Carlos Kaiser. He gets hired. They send hmm. him off to Mexico to play for a professional team. Okay. Now, hiring a, a Brazilian football star, that's a certain kind of cachet, right? Mm -hmm. But having a Brazilian kid phenom come over to your club, that's yeah. like a whole other level. So, Carlos Kaiser recognizes that. He leans into it. Right. So, he heads off to Mexico, turns pro. And I'm talking like, he's like, I am a footballer, right? So... <laughs> Years later, in a Brazilian newspaper, Globo, Carlos Kaiser was quoted, and I had to Google translate this, so this may not be exactly what it would sound Got like it. in uh, Portuguese. But in English, it says, Like every player, I came from a poor family, but I wanted to grow, earn money, to provide a better condition for my family, and I knew that the best way to accelerate this would be through football. I wanted to be a player, and I didn't want to play. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so you may be wondering, Zaren, what did he want? <laughs> Great question, yeah, Elizabeth. I'm curious. And I quote from him, I wanted to be among the other players. I just didn't want to play. It's everybody else's problem if they want me to be a footballer. Not even Jesus pleased everybody. Why would I? Not even Jesus. <laughs> you got to love it when they're comparing themselves to Jesus. So good. Like off the get jump. It's, it's just like, like Jesus and I, we're just all, hey, we're doing the best we can. Like consider me and consider Jesus. You'll note similarities. <laughs> now, ask yourself, are we asking too much of them? <laughs> So Carlos Kaiser, you know, he notices, you know, in his game, he's like, okay, I'm good enough to get attention from a scout. I'm good enough to, you know, possibly make it pro, but I'm not good enough to become a footballer. So mm -hmm. instead he becomes an air quote footballer. And so you what, can make it pro, but not become a footballer? Yeah. So what I mean by that is like a footballer would be like the stars. They'd be like, oh, right. he, he knew he wouldn't be, he could maybe make it as like for a couple of years till he got injured or whatever. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to do that, but he wanted to have a career as a football star. He wanted to be a footballer, like right. who he looked up to as a kid. Got so he's it. like, how do I do that yeah. without playing? That was the big question. <laughs> so he's like, okay. No, what I mean by that is the dude, he would wear the boots, you know, the cleats. He would wear mm -hmm. the kit. He would have a tracksuit on that had the team name on it. Cute. He would travel with the team. He would be there on the bus with them. He would be there at practice. He'd be there at games. He was a professional football player. They signed checks to him. Huh. But he was always, you know, really just an air quotes footballer in his mind. Right. So, 
Like, okay, in Brazil, you're like, what, every third kid wants to be a footballer, right, Zarin. I right. don't understand. How could he pull this off? Like, how could he hold a spot and specifically do this in Brazil? Well, yeah. these are all important questions. And I think that, you know, having read through this story, I think the key is, first out of everything, you have to be Brazilian. Yeah. There's no way you're That's doing helpful. this without being Brazilian. That's super helpful. Next, you need to be specifically from Rio. Also helpful. But yeah. I'm just, I'm out of the running on this ne- at this point. Both of us, we don't stand a chance no. in this race. No. But the people from Rio do. And the people from Rio, they are called cariocas, mm-hmm. right? Now, the cariocas, yeah. that, that is, they're known for this casual, fun, and flirty, sunny, every day I wear a bikini kind of lifestyle, right? outfits. Exactly. And like you, know, you throw in a little samba and sex. And oh, then yeah. you're like, okay, now I got the cariocas Real lifestyle. Real slinky. <laughs> exactly. Now, the cariocas, when they talk about a fellow cariocas, they're like, oh, it's the one who has that sense of dance and life and is just like ready to party, fully sexy and confident, always mm-hmm. just ready to grab hold of it. And that, Elizabeth, was King Carlos. Mm. So, you know, he was also a player's player. He wasn't just a cariocas cariocas. He was a player's player. So, for one, he wasn't competing with anyone for a spot. Right. So, everybody he's loved not playing. that. <laughs> he's like, I don't want that. He didn't care if he got the ball. So, there was no like personality clashes. Yeah. He didn't care if he scored. That wasn't a problem for him. He was never in a bad mood in the locker room because it didn't matter to him if they won or if they lost, how he did. None of that affected he's just him. He's there for the free jersey. Pretty much. All he wanted to do was be a professional soccer. <laughs> player. Like the dude, Alexander Torres, who was the son of Carlos uh, Alberto Torres, who was a Brazilian legend, the captain of the team, won mm-hmm. a 1970 World Cup. He, his son, remembers Carlos Kaiser being in different clubhouses, and he said, and he told this to the Guardian, he said, quote, he created a fun, happy, and lighthearted mood. He would tell stories, and he would get players dreaming. I think that's why everybody liked him so much. <laughs> he's so, a really likable guy. I mean. He's just a vibe check. He's, he's just a, a floating vibe check, check right? <laughs> so the, another Brazilian football legend Richard Roca, right? Mm-hmm. He, or Ricardo Roca. He he said to the Brazilian paper Globo, which I quoted before, he said he is a friend of ours, a great person, extraordinary human being, but he didn't play cards. His problem was the ball. I've never seen him play anywhere. He is a Forrest Gump of Brazilian football. <laughs> Now, like, but this is weird because Forrest Gump actually did things. Yeah. Carlos did not he's do just anything. Adjacent, yeah, he's, he's just, football adjacent. Exactly, but he's always there. I think that's really his mm-hmm. point. Is he was just there. Now you have to also understand, Elizabeth, if you're going to try to be a professional footballer and not play football, you're like, okay, well, occasionally I have to like you know deliver on the promise. So mm-hmm. how does he deliver? Well, it's a good question, and I have an answer for you. Oh, yeah, you ready? Yeah. So Alexander Torres, he tells a story about the time his dad, who is you know, like I said, the captain of the World Cup team. He was trying to get this hotel room between Christmas and New Year's, and he wanted to be on this swanky resort in on an exclusive island in the Caribbean. And he was like, oh, I don't think it's possible. And Carlos Kaiser hears this. He's like, oh, I could get you that room. And he's like, no, man, nobody. Like, I am the captain of the team. Nobody can get yeah. this. He's like, I can get it for you. And he's like, no, oh, really? Get it for me. Carlos leaves the room. He goes out. Comes back. And he goes, hey, hey. All of a sudden, he comes walking in. I, I got the room for you. You got a five-day stay. He's like, how the hell? He's like, I know a guy. I know a guy. Yeah, so that's Carlos. Occasionally, he had to come through. Occasionally, he had to deliver. He knows a guy. Yeah, he can't all be show. You know, he's I, gotta, Right, right. So he knew a guy. Exactly. Now, Elizabeth, I, I'm going to get further into Carlos Kaiser and how he pushed the envelope of being a um, professional football player who doesn't play football. Right. But, uh... Let's just take a break. Okay. And then I'll get back into it and I'll tell you how he wins a championship mm-hmm. and how he also eventually becomes friends with gangsters and ends up in a bunga bunga party with Silvio Berlusconi. Oh. oh. Yeah, this is a curvy road. Oh, wow. 
rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by US News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24/7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts and there's a 60-day money back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculous crime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Okay, and we're back. <laughs> King Carlos, the soccer star that, that never played. That was really aggressive. Right? That was just coming at you. Do you know, by the way, I wore my Paris Saint-Germain sweatshirt today. Totally out of chance. I, I had was, no idea what you were going to talk about. I was going to comment on that. I was like, dude, you came with the theme. I came with the I'm theme. I'm really impressed. PSG, look at you. Who knew? Well, Elizabeth. Zarin. I want to talk more about professional soccer and being a king of slack. Yeah, okay. So, my dude, Carlos Kaiser. You may be wondering, Zaren, I just don't get it. How can you play professional soccer for 26 years and not play professional soccer? This just is a very good question, it's just, Zaren. Just, yeah, it's a befuddlement. Well, I'm here to unbefuddle you. He's like the he's like the mascot, maybe. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> it gets a little stickier than that, but oh, okay. If you go digging into this story, which I did, you'll find that most of the news stories quote from the same documentary. And so rather than quote all those news stories, I just went directly to the source. And so I watched the documentary. It's this movie called Kaiser with an exclamation point. Mm. The greatest footballer to never play the game. <laughs> so in 2015, these three British filmmakers, they hear about this story. It's been bubbling up in the soccer world for years. People could have heard about it. But in 2012, 2013, Ky Carlos Kaiser, he goes out and starts doing press. He's uh, retired from his professional soccer career at this point. Mm -hmm. He's about 10 years, you know past uh, retirement and now he's ready to go on tv and brag about how he conned <laughs> the whole professional soccer world and never played a single game he's like yeah i'm just gonna flex what? on y'all don't tell anybody yeah so now this is not exactly true though because out of his 26 year career he did show up on the pitch from what i can gather 
30 times. Oh, okay. Well, that's not so that bad. So he was forced out onto the field 30 <laughs> times against his will. <laughs> now, in that time, he generated no stats. He scored no goals. Uh-huh. He, he was like a, a forward, a center. He could have been involved in scoring. He was yeah. not. Yeah. Did nothing, right? So when the, the British filmmakers hear about this soccer star who's done nothing, they're like, I got to go talk to him. And thank God they did. Because now we have this king of laziness and his words. He tells us his own stories. We don't have to speculate. We can oh go right God. to the source. Also, by the way, I recommend this documentary. Once again, Kaiser, the greatest footballer who never played a game. That sounds amazing. I'm okay, watch now, it. To quote Carlos Kaiser, he was like trying to explain to them his whole like the Tao of Carlos. Yeah. And he says, and I quote, this is the story of an anti-footballer. I want you to use that phrase, the anti-footballer. I didn't play. I didn't score. I didn't kick a ball. It's not the story of the star player or the guy who did everything. No, it's the story of the anti-footballer. I just love that term for some <laughs> the reason. The anti-footballer. That's important, Elizabeth. Keep that in mind. That's like a new Marvel character. Exactly. There's the Punisher. <laughs> there's the anti- anyway. anti-footballer. So anyone who knew soccer and got a chance to see him up close, they could tell this man is the anti-footballer. Right. They're like, he has no skills. Right. Like uh, Carlos Albert, Alberto Torres, the captain of the team, he said once, uh, I knew immediately he didn't have all the qualities he claimed to have. Just like on site. He was yeah. like, yeah, that's yeah. not him. But, you know, Torres also said if King Carlos, and I quote, I don't know of anybody who has a story showing Kaiser as untrustworthy. So huh. everyone's like, you know, he's a liar, but I love him. You know? <laughs> but I trust him. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> now, the dude was a harmless criminal. He was a good time Charlie, or if you prefer, a good time Carlos. No. <laughs> Like, he was of the opinion, like, look, let others chase the glory, the recognition, the literal goals. Right. I, uh, that is not for Carlos. You know, no. what, what does Carlos want? He just wants to be seen as a soccer star. So he knew that that was what he had to do. And he's like, okay, I'm going to pattern myself after the professionals. And he was in luck because there was already a guy named Carlos Enrique who was a professional soccer player who no looked way. like him. He could just be like, oh, yes, look, see, I'm in the newspaper. Look, here, I played what? in this game. So he's that's how he gets his first start. He's like, oh, I'll just. But this other guy, this second Carlos, he was uh-huh. a, he was an Argentine, not a Brazilian. Right. So I was like, oh, you know, how's your Spanish? Oh, I didn't pick up much. You know, like I was over there <laughs> playing, but I can't speak that crazy language. <laughs> but I speak football. Yeah, exactly. The international language of kick. <laughs> so. But you know, the newspaper clippings, he's using those to get over on people. But that that's not enough. But it is kind of enough because at this time, it's important to remember there's no internet. There's right. no way to corroborate anything he's saying. Right. Like, unless you were at the game, you can't say if he played or not. Because in the newspaper, it says right there, Well, and, Carlos you know, UK. if he tells people and they're kind of suspicious, it's not it's not worth it to then say, oh, I'm going to call someone I know. And, you know, yeah, like, who it, cares? People, yeah. They, and also, it was a different culture. So people are used to taking someone's word for it. Yeah. And Carlos is like, oh, I'm in luck. I have no word. I kind of wish that. Even with the internet, we just didn't care enough to investigate a lot of stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Says the person I call the special investigator because of what she does on the internet. (laughs) Special investigator. Well... Special investigator. <laughs> I, too, regret the loss of, like, oh, curiosity being something that can be satisfied by a library. Right. Yeah, but definitely. what are we going to do? Yeah. You know? I, want, I want people to stay curious. I think that's one of the most important things, I think, for anybody. Yes. But at the same time, I'm, I don't want anyone questioning what I tell them. <laughs> don't bother <laughs> being to look able it to check. up. Yeah. Just leave it be. Just leave it be me. where Jesus flang it. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you to doubt Jesus' tosses? That's right, exactly. So, uh, my dude, like, Carlos Kaiser, another big component of how he was able to convince everyone he was a professional soccer 
player is that he looked so much like a professional soccer player. As I told you, one, there was already a professional soccer player who he kind of resembled. But just on, on sight alone, the dude was in fantastic shape. Did he have a mullet? Yes. Okay, there it is. Yeah, we're getting into that. There it he is. He has the confidence, the swagger, the mullet of a pro footballer. <laughs> right? And if he took off his shirt and he was with a bunch of other footballers who also had their shirts off, you wouldn't be able to tell the difference. You're like, oh, that guy yeah. looks just like these other guys, right? So he's not like st- super out of shape and like. No, I mean, he's, and he was like, even like, soccer players were like saying a market he's, limp. he's really fit. You know, okay. like they, for soccer players, they were like, man, he can outrun me on the pitch. Right. Okay. So the guy was just a physical specimen, right? And, and you know, th- throughout the documentary, people are always asking, I mean, how can he look like that and not be good at soccer? Right? That's like, okay. okay. Because you know people are. They're like, look, it, he looks like something. It should be that. And you yeah. know, that, this yeah. is what con artists count on, which yeah. is like, oh, it looks like the thing. It must but be that. But you told me that, you t- you told me a long time ago once that when you were in Europe, people mistook you for a soccer player. Uh-huh, always, yeah. <laughs> Man, like I said, people it's, are it's foolish. the short shorts, yeah. really. <laughs> it's these fantastic legs. <laughs> Those gams, you've got to be a soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, your calves. I have to. <laughs> I have to ask you a question. Do you play professional soccer? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, no. Carlos Kaiser, he knows basically, as all good con artists do, he's like, I got to just, if I can get the look right, people aren't going to question that because mm-hmm. that'll tell it, right? So as one teammate said, he would prance around in swimming trunks, flicking his long hair around because like you, he knew I got to get that mullet. So uh-huh. he grows the mullet out <laughs> and he's like, you know, like super fit. And he was always wearing like the Oakley blades and doing everything he needed. Hubba, and hubba. He would totally look like a soccer player as long as there was no ball. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that's like a like Ricardo Roca, the Brazilian legend. He said he only had one problem: the ball. He was good at everything, but the ball the was ball. his weakness. <laughs> it makes it hard to be in soccer. Yeah, because that's kind of the only thing you need. It's kind of the focus, but you know, whatever. <laughs> so he had a way to get around this, though. So his idea was, I'll just stay away from the ball. So he would be out there on scrimmage in practice, all suited up, running around in total fit. You know, I mean, he'd use that to his advantage. Nobody else wanted to run; he'd run all over the field. I right, mean, like right. so. If the soccer ball was on the left side, he would run to the right. If the soccer ball was on the attack, he'd go cover defense. If it was on defense, he'd go on the attack. Oh so God. he just made sure that he was never near the ball, right? Yeah. Back once again, Ricardo Roca, he tells the guardian, he was everywhere the ball wasn't. If the ball was in the middle, he would be in the defense. If the ball was in the defense, he'd be in the attack. After the game, I tell him, Kaiser, you never touch the ball. He said, Ricardo. I have a unique style of play. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he had he had answers. Right. So this is good like when you're on the pitch, right? Running and looking like a soccer player. He knew how to do that. And so he also did that when he was off the pitch. And he ran like, around. Yeah, well, not quite. <laughs> but he was like, I can be a convincing lookalike. So okay. he basically it's like, I was like, I'm gonna need something though to pattern the Dow of Carlos, my whole vibe <laughs> on, right? So he picks another Brazilian star, this right wing, Hanato Portalupe. Now mm-hmm. Hanato Portalupe is better known by his nickname. The dude was so cool, they called him Gaucho, which is cowboy. So his name is basically Hanato Cowboy. Okay. So Hanato Cowboy is like the one he's like, oh, I got to be like Hanato Cowboy. So then Hanato is like a baller's baller. He leads his Brazilian team to a World Club Championship. And he does all this, by the way, looking like pure, uncut, grade A, 1980s beefcake. This guy looks like <laughs> Fabio with soccer cleats on. Is he on. greasy? Oh, dude. he's he, he loves a good banana hammock. 
Like, oh, no. Oh, yes. Like, he would rock a Speedo and a pair of, like, Oakley blades, and that's pretty much anywhere. During he, practice? If he went to the bank, he would just, like, Speedo go to the bank. Blades? Yes. Like, I, I watched him do numerous interviews just <laughs> wearing a Speedo and blades. Wait, what? And he's not near a pool or a beach. What? <laughs> yes. He was full tilt Rio. Like, he was so Rio, more... doctors were like, you're going to get an STD or maybe spawn one. Why we don't, don't know. Why do men still dress like that? Self-respect. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> So Carlos Kaiser looks at this guy and he's like, I want to be like that Fabio beefcake over there. And he's like, okay, so I can do that. I'm going to become the man like him. This man already exists. And so (laughs) he's like, oh, that's when my reign starts. I became Hanato's clone. Right? So now also Hanato, he's the opposite of Carlos Kaiser. He's like a total goer. He's everywhere on the pitch. He plays harder than anybody else. He's the first one in practice. He scores a lot, right? Mm -hmm. Man among men, Hanato Gaucho. And he's like, that's who I'm going to be like. It's just like, you don't like to move no. or do anything. No. But he's like, I can do the look. So he, Yeah, like the vibe of it? Yeah. Yes, please. I got that down, Queen. So he's like, he gets it all up, the sunglasses, the long wavy hair, the devil may mm-hmm. care attitude, of course, the banana hammock. Right, right. And he's like, okay, now, and I quote, all of you abroad may have only just heard of him, but for us here, he is a legend. Now, the person talking is Hanato Gaucho, talking about Carlos Kaiser. What? <laughs> yes. Now you may be wondering, how could this be? That, is, that was quite the table flip. That's the switcheroo. Right? So it turns out the two men have a lot in common. They became friends, close friends, once they actually met in person. But first, he was out there causing Hanato lots of trouble. Uh-huh. So I quote, I got in trouble at home with my wife because a lot of people would say to her, Hanato was in this place. Hanato was drinking there. Hanato was with a woman. And it wasn't me. I was at training camp. It was Kaiser. So um, Kaiser's going around pretending. Like single white female. He's literally telling people he's Hanato. He's not just like looking like him. <laughs> he's going up to. to he's to, telling him? He went, one time he went to a bar, told the bouncer he was Hanato. The guy's like, oh man, you got to come. He brings him in. He tells the owner. Owner's all excited. Five minutes later, the real Hanato shows up. And the bouncer's like, okay, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, the owner sent me here. To, he's like, I, I'm supposed to come and party. He's like, okay, well, who are you? He's like, I'm Hanato Gaucho. He's like, come on, bro. The real Hanato's inside already. He's like. What are you talking about? He's with an entourage. The entourage uh-huh. is like, this is Hanato Gaucho. And they're like, I don't know. He's like, man, come on. What, I look like an idiot? Hanato Gaucho is already inside. And he's like, can you do me a favor? Show me this Hanato Gaucho. He goes inside, and there is Carlos Kaiser sitting at a table with all these beautiful women, drinking wine, being Hanato Gaucho. <laughs> and he's like, so you are me? And then the two become friends. So they didn't make Carlos go back and apologize and pay back the drinks? No, not like my story. No, No, not like that. He didn't have the Marley family luck, but anyway... So to finish this story with Hanato, he started he starts saying he's like I started hearing all these stories about me. This guy slept with women pretending to be you. He's doing this or that. He's doing well off your name. So what does Hanato Gaucho do? I kind of gave you a hint when he meets them. He's like cool with it, right? Yeah. Well, it's beyond that because Hanato Gaucho said I said if the guy's doing well, let him. Unless he's stealing or attacking someone, let him do it. All right. So he's like if he's getting his wick wet off my name, I don't and care. And he said it's it's it's. Funny. Who cares? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because he was basically using, he was sleeping with like five, six women a night as Hanato Gaucho. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. And some of the women were paying him. But, like, it was like a whole thing. Some so, of the women were paying him? Paying him to sleep with Hanato Gaucho. Like, Hanato Gaucho is now a gigolo. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. No. <laughs> so, yeah. God. He didn't care that he was treating him like as like an ATM, a sex ATM. So he's like, <laughs> whatever. Anyway, but I, I, I like Hanato Gaucho's rule of like, look, if he, he's not hurting anybody, he's not attacking people, not stealing anything, let him use my name to yeah. get lucky. By the way, this is also my rule. If anyone's using my name, <laughs> pretending to be me, 
I say let him, her, them. And of course, you know, this has never actually happened to me. No one's that ever used my of. name to get laid. But if they do. That you know of. I've got the same rule as Senato. Okay, good. So just putting that out there. <laughs> anyway, so fake footballer Carlos Kaiser, he's like, okay, this is my new thing. Be Hanato. So he decides, okay. but I can't obviously be Hanato because Hanato's now my friend. So <laughs> he decides I will be Carlos Kaiser. The professional footballer, uh-huh. much like Hanato. So he decides, you know. He They're just ball buddies now. Exactly. So he goes and he gets this friend who is a legit footballer over in Corsica in France, right? And this guy is like on a team, the whole bit. So he's like, hey, man, can I borrow some of your kit? He's like, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. It's like, yeah. By the way, I got a camera. Do you mind taking a picture of me? So he goes out and he goes like on this like, you know, practice course. And um, they take basically a photo shoot. This friend Fabinho. <laughs> <laughs> he lets him wear his practice jersey, his jersey for the team, for games, his some of his warm-up kit. He, and he ends up taking so many photos, it looks like a record of a full season as a French footballer. Oh, no. <laughs> like him sprinting or like yes. him standing there laughing. And him like calling for the ball and like waving to people. You know, fully. It's like, you know, some people do like those Instagram photos where uh-huh. they like act out a moment. Yeah. He's doing that. I love seeing that in the wild. Like <laughs> yes. people fake laughing. Yes, exactly. Oh, so good. So he was doing that before we knew what it was. He's an innovator. And so now that he's like, you know, become a footballer, he's like, okay, now I'm going to go and like, I'm exactly what I want to be. I am a soccer star and everyone can see in this photo. So he then does, you know, he goes abroad or pretends to go abroad being in <laughs> France. He then takes these photos to the Brazilian teams and he does the reverse of what most people do. He's like, oh, I've been abroad doing so well. They're like, oh, can I get a tryout on your team? So he gets a tryout on Brazilian teams by playing internationally that he never played. And his resume is just pictures like... Just pictures and then like him telling <laughs> stories of being like at this team and he's like, now he gets hired at this club and he, uh-huh. then after his contract is up, it's like a three-month contract, he goes and he signs up with another club and then he does this and he leaves that club and because, you know, he won't play. So they're like, we got to get rid of you. Then he goes to another club and another club and another club. He just keeps going to clubs. And every time it's the same thing. He signs his contract. He, uh-huh. t- he takes a cash advance. He does a round of press. He gets some fresh news clippings with his name and his picture in them. Oh he, then God. he goes out, he fakes an injury and he rides the bench until his contract's yes. dumb. He goes to a new club, wash, rinse, repeat. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's and, pretty genius. No, dude. And he was defiant about it. He said, in, <laughs> he said in the documentary, and I quote, the clubs I've been at probably won't admit it because I was a disappointment for them. But clubs <laughs> Screw so many people over that somebody had to trick the clubs. Yeah. They couldn't fire me. I mean, how do you explain that you signed some player that didn't work out? You can't sell them. You'll be devaluing all your assets. All the teams I went to celebrated twice. When I signed and again when I left. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so in the 1980s, Rio de Janeiro has four top soccer clubs. There's Vasco da Gama, Fluminense, Botafogo, and Flamenco, all right? And Carlos Kaiser played for all four. All four. Yeah, it's like playing for PSG, right. like Barca, you know, yeah. Uh-huh. So he's out there. How in the name of Brazilian soccer was he able to fool that many coaches and scouts and press agents and directors and presidents? In a word, yes. <laughs> Just yes. Yes. Now, how he did it was remarkable, and I will get all into that after this break. Nice. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. 
offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule. You'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, Elizabeth. Okay, Zaren. We're now at the height of Brazilian soccer. We're yes. talking the big clubs. Now, my dude, Carlos Kaiser, he played for Flamengo, which is like the biggest Brazilian club. 40 uh-huh. million fans, legends like Zico and Bebeto, Romario. They, they all play for Flamengo. Legendary team, right? Yeah. He also played for the big clubs I mentioned. Vasco da Gama, uh, Botafogo. He played for them a few times. Like Carlos Kaiser, oh. he can't even be certain. And he said in the documentary, I was on Botafogo two or three times. Wait, so he would leave yeah. and they be like good riddance and, and then, then they bring him back. Be like, well, wait, I've like, been playing for so and so. Have you been, have you gotten any better? <laughs> He's like, I'm so good, you guys. <laughs> Sometimes he'd be on this like on like three or four different clubs in the same calendar year. So he's just rotating through teams. Oh, There's amazing. so many teams he's just bouncing around. They can't even keep track. Was he playing on like more than one at the same time? No, he never did that because he doesn't want to work. So he's well, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that would go against his spirit. But he'd be on a team for like three months here, five months there, four months over here, right until the calendar year. Then he'd start over. And yeah. then he'd go look at all my press clippings. You know? <laughs> Now, for some reason, for whatever reason, somebody actually wanted to see him play a game, and he was like, oh, how am I going to get out of this? Well, then he would just usually, like, fake a phone call from family, mm-hmm. and he'd be like, oh, my grandmother just died. And apparently his grandmother died multiple yeah, times. Yeah, they're like, I didn't know you had eight grandmothers. Yeah, she's, she is a very Dude, gangly woman. when I was teaching, I had a lot of grandmas die. <laughs> I felt bad. I thought maybe I was a curse. A lot of babies in the hospital and a lot of dead grandmas. <laughs> That's bleak. It's very bleak. <laughs> but especially then when you have a student who fails you multiple times yeah, and they've like, lost like six grandparents. It's like, how many grandparents you got? I'm on stepmama two and three now. I know. But you know what? If I, I always figured if you have to like debase yourself that much to lie about it. And, and that I look at that as sort of like very bad luck yeah. to say those kind of things. Totally. I'm going to let you run your game. Yeah, if you want to put that in the universe, that's on you. Fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, let's see. Carlos Kaiser. Yes. For his uh, soccer position, in case you were wondering, center forward. I think I kind of mentioned yeah, this before. Yeah. So goal scoring wasn't expected of a center forward. Mm-hmm. Predominantly, your wings are going to be your big scorers. So he could basically run around on the pitch forever and nobody would notice. 
Yeah. So that was one thing. He picked the perfect position other right. than goalie if you don't want to do. But even goalie has to do more. You know, right. goalie has well, to like yeah. key moments. He's like, yeah. okay, I'm not lazy. I just don't want to run around so much, but I, you know, <laughs> I will. If I have to. So you know how like soccer players are always flopping and flailing on the mm-hmm. pitch and then they writhe around like somebody shot them, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, Carlos Kaiser fit right in with soccer players. He was like a soccer player's soccer player when it came to flopping. Oh, dramatic. Oh my God. He was apparently like, like the high water mark for flailing. Oh, the wow. uh, Brazilian legend Babeto, he said he was always faking something. His whole injury charade was amazing. He was always faking injured ankle, injured thigh. He'd snap a tendon. Like, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so he'd be like out in practice, 15 minutes in, all of a sudden he's grabbing at his thigh, going down, like, ah, I've been shot. They you know? got me again. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden it's like, yeah. <laughs> so what really allowed him to go for broke and stretch his non playing professional career? career for yeah. decades was that he went international. Eventually, King Carlos takes his show on the road. He gets the hell out of Brazil because he had to like cool down the heat sometimes. Yeah. So he would go and he'd take the value to places where the value of being Brazilian is far higher. So he'd go, he'd play in Mexico. Mm-hmm. He played in the U.S. in El Paso. Okay. He played in Japan. He played in Saudi Arabia, France. He played in Paris Saint-Germain. Uh-huh. Yes, well, there, right? You're so, kidding. Yeah, he'd be like, I would sign a contract and then take the cash advance. So it didn't matter if the salary came in or not. I'm not one of those players that sees out his three-year contract. The idea was to get out as quickly as possible. <laughs> God. Yeah, he was basically like Converse All-Stars. He, yeah. would, he would re-emerge again somewhere else and go be cool over there. Uh-huh. And then, <laughs> so this is all going well until enter Castor Andrade. Castor Andrade, he was the unofficial president of the club Bangu in Rio, right? Mm-hmm. He was a very rich, powerful man. He was a numbers runner. He was a store operator who became the king of the Brazilian street lottery. He also grew up to be an international mob boss with crime ties to the Cali cartel, oh. the Cosa Nostra in Sicily. Yikes. Yeah, he was moving heavyweight. Now, during the 80s, Castor Andrade was considered the number one crime boss in Brazil, mm-hmm. which is not an easy title yeah, to claim. That's a hard lot of competition. Crown to defend, too. A lot of up and comers each year. Yeah. Got a lot of good talent. So he Showing a lot of heart, a lot of good hustle. <laughs> exactly. So you, that just says who he is, right? So right. he's putting down the competition year in and year yeah. out in Brazil. So Dr. Castor, yes, that was his, what he was, uh, it was his street name. Oh. He was also the patron of a local samba dance school. And he liked to appear with the dance school at carnival, like, you know, festivals and parades. And he'd show off his own white shoe dance moves. He oh, was like no. one of those guys. Yeah. Now he unofficially bought Bangu football. He couldn't have his name on the club, but he was the, uh, the president and he yeah. was the owner. And he ran it like another wing of his crime family. Mm-hmm. So he would like make players kiss his ring like on the pitch, like often. The oh, journalists write about it. They mention it like, oh, I've seen this happen so many times. So <laughs> one time he had a star player who had a, he was out with an injury, right? So Dr. Castor is all skeptical about this. So mm-hmm. he thinks the player is like kind of malingering and isn't as hurt as he claims. So he goes to practice and he watches the player and then he walks over to the players while he's sitting on the grass. Dr. Castor whips out his gun. He shoots the ground right next to the player. Player leaps up, runs away from the like you know gun-wielding team owner. Yeah. And Castor runs after him shouting, look, you're fine. You can play tomorrow then? Oh, so, oh no. <laughs> Oh, no. He once chased a ref on the field, and there's footage of him. You can see the gun tucked into his, like, like underneath his back jacket, like, tucked in. like. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, anyway. What a nightmare. Runs onto the field, arm chasing a ref. And he's like, look, I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to talk. He literally says this in press conferences. I just wanted to talk. I just wanted to talk. Oh, God. So, anyway, when Carlos Kaiser arrives at this guy's club, there's 
oh, big headline that says, Bangu has its king. Because remember, Kaiser, King right, Kaiser. Right. So now the new star, King Carlos, what's he going to do playing for this mafia don with a penchant for pistols? <laughs> so, well, he knows immediately I'm going to have to manage the hype. So first thing yeah. he does, he gets some street kids because he grew up street kid style. He's like, I need right. to get some street kids on my side. So he gets some street kids, gives them some money, some food, and says, hey, come to all the first few games, chant my name. They're like, of course. So they do that. The Mafia Don loves this. He's like, oh, the kids love him. So he's like, he's in good. This gives him time to operate. So now he's got a little like little space. And so he does the opposite of what most folks would do. He gets as close as he can to Dr. Caster. He's like, I'm going to be right with this dude. So he becomes becomes crime boss's new favorite person. Wow. Anytime a player goes up to the chairman's office, there's Carlos Kaiser laughing it up with him, going, let me see your gun again. Baking him cookies. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So they become good, good friends. Meanwhile, he's still not playing. He's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm injured. I will soon, really, like my hamstring, right? So he's like, doctor's like, that's fine. Soon, yes. Well, he is a doctor, Zara. Exactly. So, you know, he keeps doing what he came to professional soccer to do, which is live it up. Yeah. So he's out there living like he's going to die tomorrow, and he's doing this in Rio in the 80s. I'm not sure if that means anything to you. He probably is going to die tomorrow. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So he's king of the dance floor at this point, Uh and that's like where he really gets to show off his moves. So he's out there always every night surrounded by beautiful women, being a professional footballer. And then, like, you know, at practice, he's just hangdogging there and not running and acting like, oh, I hurt my leg again. So everyone's like, look, man, we get it. It's all the dancing. But, you know, I, I don't know how to best put it, but he's somehow able to endure this Mafia Don. And everyone else, they compared this guy to, like, tripping a turtle. Like, it's very hard to trip a turtle. But somehow, Carlos could figure out how to trip this turtle. Such a Brazilian expression. How to trip a turtle, right? Anyway, so this Mafia Don, he expects that he's going to get results for all the money he's dumped into Carlos Kaiser's contract. So one day, the doctor decides, you know what? I want to see this guy play. So he goes and tells Carlos Kaiser. He walks into the clubhouse with a few of his heavies. And he's like, look, Kaiser! If you don't train today, right now, we're going to shoot you. Oh, no. <laughs> like, he's oh, not kidding. Things are getting tight. Okay. Well, he's out there dancing. He's got to take those loose hips on the pitch. Because people are like, how can you be injured and then be in the dance club yeah, the right? same night? Right? Like, how bad is this leg injury? <laughs> so people are trying to pull, you know, talk is going around town. So the next day, Carlos gets a call from the coach. He's starting, Carlos. You're being on the pitch. Either you play or else. By the way, the doctor wanted to be stressed that. Or else. And he's like, oh. oh, that's not good. So Carlos Kaiser, now he's facing the greatest test of his pro soccer con career Mm -hmm. he's like how am i gonna get out of this one game time comes he's out there carlos kaiser on the pitch people were like hey that's him the fans they don't even know what he looks like that's the guy we've paid (laughs) so much time for so he's out there but he's on the bench he starts out on the bench but that's that's fine he's out there people can see him dr you know castor can see him he's stoked fans are hyped he's finally gonna make his much heralded debut coach gets the call from dr castor's cell phone put in kaiser and put him up front so he scores So, Coach does exactly what the crime boss orders. He puts in Kaiser up front so he can score. Kaiser, he's like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Remember, he can't be around a ball. If he's around a ball, it'll be obvious this person knows nothing about soccer. Yeah, wow. So, he's out there warming up, and he's got terrified thoughts. He's like, look, I've conned a crime boss. He figured this out. He's going to kill me. Uh He doesn't know what he's going to do, right? So, he's like, what do I do about this hot-headed crime boss with a pistol problem? I got to think, got to think. Carlos, Carlos, think, think. And he's like, okay. Now, meanwhile, there's people behind him, fans, who they are mad because he has yet to take the field. So, 
they're calling him all kinds of bad names. They're talking bad about him. They're running down his mama, his daddy, his greasy, mm-hmm. greasy granny. I mean, everything they can, they're throwing him at him. He's getting all these insults thrown on his back. Boom, he gets an idea. He's like, ha, 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 Kaiser, you madman. And he knows just what to do, right? He runs, but not like you think. Not He doesn't run off the pitch, not yeah. to escape. No. He climbs the fence, separating the fans from the field. He jumps into the stands. He starts throwing blows. He starts fighting the fans. Are he you starts, kidding me? He attacks the Bangu loyal. He, he, is, he works perfectly. What? His plan is genius. The ref comes over. I was sent off before even coming onto the pitch. He gets red carded and kicked out of the oh. game. But now he's got to deal with Dr. Castor, who yeah, is pissed, like I any imagine. self-respecting crime boss would be. Mm-hmm. So he goes running down to the locker room. Carlos Kaiser is down there, who has disobeyed his direct orders, right? So he, when Dr. Castor gets there, he's got his henchmen with him, his pistol in hand. And Dr. Castor just, you know, like basically walks in and is just pointing the gun at him. Yeah. Carlos Kaiser, he's like, no. I'll just let him tell the story. He recalled what he was thinking in this moment. Okay. Kaiser, for God's sakes, what have you done? The boss is going to kill you today. What have you done? You're crazy. Then Dr. Castor comes in with heavies. When he came up to me, I said, Doctor, before you speak, I want to say something. I can't tolerate fans saying bad things about you. You are incredible. You're my father. God took away my real father. Then he gave me you. The fans out there calling you a crook and a bum. That you are a criminal, a villain. That they were slandering you, saying you are a drug trafficker. Doctor, my contract is up in a fortnight. You'll be rid of me in a fortnight. And so... He's a genius. Dr. Castor cuts him off, shouts in his face, No! And now Carlos Kaiser's like, oh, maybe I overplayed my hand. <laughs> but then Dr. Castor looks at him. He says, Kaiser, you are my friend. Three more months on the contract. Put another six months on Kaiser's contract and double his pay. Oh, no. He gets his pay doubled. For defending his honor? Yes, he's rewarded because the, you know, the crime boss is like, brilliant. you That's are brilliant. my dude, right? That's brilliant. Yeah, so my, my new conquering champion of laziness, he gets rewarded <laughs> for not doing a damn thing other than fighting the fans, a true legend. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, he's got to maintain all of this with a lot of lies, some injuries, a little luck, some cunning. But this was not the end of his story because he then gets transferred to this crime boss's buddy's team, another crime boss who is more ruthless, and they do like a whole little shady oh, operation no. because they want to buy a championship. So he basically ports over a bunch of his star players. And he in that group, he throws in Carlos Kaiser. <laughs> and he's like, here, you got this. So now he is on a team for the new gangster, and this guy, Emil Pinheiro. Now, Emil Pinheiro is, as I said, the more ruthless gangster. So uh-huh. we've now he's got to take this same game that he almost got killed in, and now he's got to try it all over again. Oh, no. So you're like wondering, okay, well, why would he do that? Yeah. I have to think, though, just on a side note, that Dr. Castor had to be sitting back and watching with like a quiet, smug laugh, knowing he wasn't the only crime boss being taken by Carlos Kaiser. He's yeah. like, I got to yeah. see how you deal with this yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, so the crime bosses. Like, why are there so many crime bosses in Brazilian soccer? Why not? You know, like, what's up with that? Well, it's a good, good question, Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm glad you asked. I, I'm so am I. The reason is quite obvious. And you in the Silicon Valley should know this. It's the same reason there's so many investors in tech. 
It's where the money is? Well, it's what we in the clean dollars business call money laundering. Yeah. Yeah, see, they were washing their cash. These companies, these football teams were great for money laundering. So, And they were also a beloved distraction for Brazilians. So it was like win-win. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Pinheiro's team was Botafogo. So he started, as I tell you, with a shady transfer of talent from one team to the other. It works. He wins a championship. So our man, Carlos Kaiser, is now a champion of oh, Brazil. Wow. Yes, exactly. He's got the ring. So he's finally a professional football champion. Real <laughs> deal. He won it all without doing a damn thing. Right. So anyway, uh, Emil Pinheiro, the crime boss. I got to tell you about his street name. Uh-huh. His street name was Bionic Penis. It's what now? His street name was Bionic Penis. Okay. It's not a normal street no, name. No, not like, at all. That's not like, oh, man, you got to meet my boy Dizzy. And, Corn you know, pop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, is that Emil Pinheiro, he suffered from impotence, right? And this uh-huh. was before there was the little blue miracle pill Viagra. So he had to get surgery. And he had a doctor at a pump and a whole rig of ratchets down there. What? And the manager of the soccer club even took him to get this surgery. Right? Like, he took the gangster to get penis surgery because it was like all casual. So after he gets <laughs> it done, like, I don't know, the guy after practice, like, hey, you want right. to go get your penis operation done? So they go. But apparently there were some unintended side effects, one of which was Pinheiro had a perpetual stiffy. Like, just like all the time, right? So this Uh is where Carlos Kaiser enters the picture. He's like, I can help you with that. So he becomes wingman to bionic penis. Because remember, he loves beautiful women. Beautiful women love Carlos. Uh So, you know, basically he realizes this is good for Carlos. This is how I'm going to get this gangster on my side. And he says, and I quote, so long as I stayed tight with the president, I could stay with the club until he wanted me to leave. So he just... Keeps his wick wet for years. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he ends up making sure that Emil Pinheiro had plenty of young women and to impress with the bionic penis, right? Uh-huh. So Carlos Kaiser stays at this club for five years. Wow. <laughs> and never really plays. Never. Takes like, doesn't shoot, doesn't do anything. <laughs> the guy's just, just so runs. stoked. He's like, you're the spirit of the team. Exactly. Like, we know what you mean, Emil. Yeah. Anyway, so less of a footballer, more of a baller baller at this mm-hmm. point. He's now working as a personal pimp. And the team pimp, because he's also doing this for the team that he's on. So Botafogo, he would get beautiful women, bring them to the hotel while the team's, like, at practice. Then they go to play the game. He'd be, like, hanging out with the girls, getting them ready. And then, you know, then he would travel with the team to the next place. And so he, oh, he's gotten it down where he's just basically the pimp. He's not yeah. even having to do the whole, like, here, put on your uniform, sit on the bench. He's right. like, I don't have time for that. Just running around I got to go speedos. network. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got to go show off this banana hammock. <laughs> so... Now, the lifestyle, this lifestyle I'm telling you about, it would take him to some dark places, as one might imagine. Mm-hmm. For instance, bunga bunga parties with the former prime minister of Italy, Silvio Berlusconi. Bunga bunga, we know where that comes from. Yeah, Carlos Kaiser claims that he took part in some of the former leader of Italy's uh, modern orgies. And, you know, I believe him on this one. He's yeah. told a lot of lies, but yeah, I believe I him on it. this one. I can see it. But, you know, whatever. Who knows if it's true? There was like <laughs> one player who said about him in the documentary, if you tell the same lie four times, it becomes the truth. Oh. I think that really is kind of fitting is. in this case. That is very fitting here. I mean, it's, that's essentially how Carlos Kaiser ends up on the most impressive professional football team in Brazil at that time, Vasco da Gama. He reaches the mountain. Now he's a champion, and now he's on yeah. the best team. Like, half of the starters on this team start for the Brazilian national team. Like, that's how good this team wow. is, right? So they bring in Carlos Kaiser. They're like, we need Carlos Kaiser to help us with, I don't know, the vibe. The ladies. <laughs> exactly. So now these these stars, at this point, they all know. It's an open secret who right. Carlos Kaiser right. is. They've all seen him do his, like, oh, my thigh. I, I ripped a tendon. Uh-huh. or snapped it or whatever it was. So they all sit back and enjoy the show. And they're just you know, happy to watch it all. And then... As this is going and they're all enjoying Carlos Kaiser, you know, irritate the coaches, then comes the witch doctor. 
The witch doctor. The what doctor? The witch doctor, Elizabeth. As Carlos Kaiser happily explains, he performed rituals on me so my bruises would heal. Oh, boy. Yeah, Elizabeth, I'd like you to close your eyes. My eyes are closed? And to picture it. Okay. Elizabeth, it's your second week in your new job. You are a court-mandated chicken handler for a working shaman. You were assigned to the black magic priest named Pi Santana after he had, quote, the incident. Now, this professional soccer club has hired the shaman despite the incident because they want him to beseech the gods and do what no one on earth has yet been able to do. Get Carlos Kaiser onto a professional soccer pitch and make him play a game. So that's what you're here to do, you as professional chicken handler. You're in a locker room holding two chickens that are intended for ritual purposes. There will be no blood, not on your watch. But the shaman is allowed to move the chicken around in great big circles. As well, he can gently shake the bird near the person he is praying over. In this case, it is Carlos Kaiser. So you watch intently as he does exactly that, trying to lift the curse on this haunted footballer. The shaman stands over him. The footballer, he is shirtless, lying on his back. He smirks as chicken feathers lightly rain down on him. You watch the scene, noting how surreal it is, careful that no chickens are harmed in this ritual. You will not have a repeat of the incident. (laughs) Now, cut to the soccer stars on the club also watching this in the locker room. They have a real show on their hands with this one. And you know some of these players. You're like, wow. They're like, wow, look at all this. The pyrotechnics, the chickens. This is amazing. So you guys are all enjoying it. Meanwhile, there's Carlos Kaiser, who is hating all of this. This is too much attention. He wants this sideshow action done. You hear him tell the witch doctor, take your money, mate. There's nothing wrong with me. Take your money and don't bother doing your thing. I intend to stay injured for the rest of my life. Oh, for the rest of my life. (laughs) You smile because the truth of that statement is like seeing a unicorn in a glade. (laughs) It just feels special somehow. It is so honest. You're like, wow, I'm so glad I'm handling chickens today. (laughs) Well, Elizabeth, that was your moment with Carlos Kaiser. (laughs) And he got out of, by the way, professional soccer just in time. This is right before he retired. In 2003, he retired from professional soccer after a 26-year professional career without ever basically doing anything. He never scores a goal, never even shoots, doesn't take a single shot. He is the do-nothing king. (laughs) I love it. Now, by the way, he was also the most ambitionless professional athlete of all time, so I think he is the goat of that. Oh, definitely. A true goat of his own lane. Definitely. Now, I also like to point out that he didn't hurt nobody, and for the final word on him, I will turn to his friend, Hanato Gaucho. He was the greatest footballer to never have played football. (laughs) And thus the title of the documentary. Amazing. So what does he do now, Elizabeth? Well, I don't know. You tell tell me. He's a life coach. Of course. A personal wellness trainer. Oh, boy. And get this, none of his clients are men. I oh surprise. <laughs> so what is our ridiculous takeaway from King Carlos? It, it goes to act like you know. Act like you <laughs> 100%. know and you got it. He is uh, my new Zaren, hero of the do-nothing movement. What's your ridiculous takeaway? I don't have one. Okay, cool. I just told you the story. Were cool. you not listening? Know, right? It was all ridiculous <laughs> takeaways. Just laid it out Pick for what you. you want. It was pearls. <laughs> Anyway, that's all I got for you. I hope you enjoyed it. Beautiful. You can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram if you like stories and pictures. You can also hit us up at the email, ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. There is the TalkBack app on the iHeart app that you can leave us messages. And, uh, yes, we listen to them all and appreciate them all. So thanks for listening. Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zarin Burnett. 
produced and edited by the chief of the Brazilian clubs, Dave Kustin. Research is by the inimitable Marissa Brown and the unstoppable Andrea Song Charpentier. Our theme song is by Mofogo Thomas Lee and Travis Yelogo Dutton. Our executive producers are Ben Agol Bolin and Noel Madenscore Brown. Ridiculous Crime. Say it one more time. Ridiculous Crime. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.